0: Welcome to the Creatives and Focus podcast. Hi, I'm James Reed, fantasy author publishing under JMB Reed. First volume, my epic 12 book fantasy series, Shadow of the Dragon, is available for purchase. Check out Foundation of Courage. Today, I'm joined by writer. He is the author of Knights of the Inner Rim, Beyond the Outer Rim, book two. How are you doing today, G? I'm doing pretty good. How about yourself? Yeah, I'm doing doing fine. You know, the weather's been a little inconsistent in that it's been really hot some days, and then yesterday it was really cool, and I'm not sure what today it's going to be. It hasn't really warmed up yet, so hopefully it'll be another cool day. Great. Right. So I don't know. It was like like yeah, it was like like eighty, and then the next day it was sixty. Yeah, it's not quite not quite sure if it won. It's like oh, we want to do summer? No, wait, changed my mind. Let's go back to spring. I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, um, I like to start out uh, my interviews with a fun question. So, uh, are you a morning person or an evening person?
1: Um, if I had to pick between the two, I'd say more of an evening.
0: Okay. Well,
1: yeah, is that when you do your writing, or is that just? Yes, or, uh, that's when I do most of my writing. Yeah, I'm the
0: opposite. Like, the longer the day goes, like, the less productive I'll be. So I have to do my writing, like, first thing in the morning. <laughs> or, yeah, because then at the end of the day, I'm just like, I don't want to do anything. And I'll just throw my, my keyboard to the side to discuss. So, <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, uh, let's, so how long have you wanted to be an author? Oh, my goodness. Um, I started writing, I started writing when I was uh, five. So I've been, I've been at it for, for quite some time. Um, I had a, a grandmother who was, uh, very, very old school and very, very much of the, uh, if you're going to, uh, say something, you should be able to do something. And we had a bit of a falling out over whether we should watch, uh, black and white movies or Mickey Mouse Ooh. cartoons. Okay. And, and um, when I told her I could do better than the black and white movies with one hand tied behind my back, she basically said, prove it. And, uh, yeah, she bought a she bought a stack of pads and a box of pencils and put me down in the middle of the room floor and said, yeah, go ahead and prove it. So I started writing a story. I started writing a story, and I think when she started reading what I had written, I remember again, We're talking a kid, so I was using gigantic letters. And I was in the middle of the second pad when she started reading. And um, she just basically told me to put down my pencil and grab my coat. And we walked to the uh, public library where she sat me down and started reading to me The Three Musketeers. And I've been hooked into uh, flawed heroes ever since. It's a very, uh, very unique story. I've never had... Someone call my bluff so much like that.
0: <laughs> but yeah, hey, then she's like, "Oh, okay, you want to do this here? Let's go read something good." Then that's uh, yeah, it's a very interesting grandmother you have. Yes, mine would just take me to see violent R-rated movies. <laughs> I'm not joking. She loved. She loves like those action films and stuff. She's like, "Oh, my grandkids are are visiting. That's a good excuse for me to go see a movie I don't want to see." <laughs> yeah, that has its uses too. I mean, yeah. But, yeah, no, so that's, <laughs> that, that was more my grandmother. Gotcha. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so anyways, let's talk about your writing. Um, your novel, The Knights of the Inner Rim, which is about um, Valiant Strike? Valiant Strike. Yeah, yeah, Valiant. Mm-hmm. Who is on a quest to become the man his parents want him to be. Right. Um, why don't you tell us about it? Like, kind of,
1: what's it about? Who he is? Why people should read it? Oh, well, it's, um, it's a story that's dedicated to um, to the soldier, uh, to those who are actually able to dedicate their lives to a cause and have the uh, temerity to take something and um, make it bigger than themselves, and then try to um, to forge a, a way through. I wrote that when when uh, my, my my oldest was. Um, Stationed in Afghanistan, and it's been one of the um, one of those stories that says, um, "Here's what I think of uh, the world I'm trying to defend, and uh, I love it so much. I'm willing to put uh, even my my life on the line." What that actually fell into was becoming a, a prequel, if you would, a prequel of. The Beyond the Outer Rim series. Now, with the pen name Writer um, um, Planner, Writer was the name given to a character that was created when um, my friends and I would get together and uh, do role playing. We we started off with Dungeons and Dragons, um, but after finding that the rules didn't quite settle in with what we thought would be the the best means of of getting down and dirty and some and some role-playing action, uh, we create our own system and that's where we get Thiam from. So anything that is a Realm of Thiam story at one time or another was a scenario that I actually ran um, in, in in real time in real life with uh, other players. And Beyond the Outer Rim ran for almost, um, almost three years and it was a story of a uh, a pirate and a pilot, same person, who just basically wanted to fly free and the issues that she had with that and how uh, someone who wanted to be left alone and remain kind of small and out of sight becomes nearly the biggest thing in all of the on uh, all of the rims. The story of Valian was a uh, prequel splash that happens about 100 years before uh, Beyond the Rim actually gets started. And uh, Valiant is a character that moves through that prequel trilogy and into Beyond the Outer Rim. Okay, cool. So um, what's kind of the setting like of uh, the Outer Rim? Well, uh, yeah, the rims are where humans have come to after Earth is no longer uh, able to support life. So they, they start off with uh, old Earth and these mysterious ships that um, appeared just as uh, life and the ability to support life on Earth was was waning. And most of humanity was allowed to board these ships and they were brought to a place called the Rims, um, where the Interim Empire um, was basically the only unified point uh, within the rims when the humans first arrived and the humans were um, told to settle into the, the middle rim. Um, it's a story that takes the span of, of thousands of years as humans, are, humans of Earth are adjusting to this new place um, where things of wonder are basically mainstream. Uh, you don't get to say that there's no more uh, super technology. It's through there right in front of you. There's magic, and there's even the worship of deities that actually make themselves present, make themselves known, make themselves felt um, throughout the, the span of the uh, different uh, planetary systems within the rims. It's one of those places where just about anything can happen and often does and the the, the whole thing for me that, that was the biggest draw to doing it while we were running it at least um was how the characters interacted with the different uh, structures and social systems that were that were present and it was i guess you could say a very um a very close range star Trek meets star wars for us and okay. turned into something very 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 big and epic especially when the main character finds herself the um, the captain of a pirate ship and didn't start off that way is what she wanted to be but that's where she wound up and that's um, also one of the, the best things of, of writing it having this uh, focused around one central uh, female character
0: okay cool yeah
1: so, um, what do your uh, like your
0: friends think about you like turning your guys's campaign stuff into novels? They think it's cool or? I'm sorry, what was that? I'm sorry, just I'm just curious. Like, so your friends, right? Are that? I'm just curious what they think about it. Like, are they all supportive of it or? Oh yes,
1: yes, they. We <laughs> <laughs> have they're my beta readers. Um, I don't know <laughs> if you've ever seen uh, Newsroom. Um, only like a clip when it was
0: first airing it was on hbo and i didn't have hbo Mm yeah it was a little series on hbo yeah Uh, i know it's like yeah
1: i know i i know Um, i just i have never watched it well whenever they had a very big um uh story that they were going to break they would have, of course have the reporter that was working the story, but then they would make this thing called the red team. And the red team was someone who was kept out of the loop until it was time to actually pitch the story to them. So uh, yeah, I've got a number of my former players who have formed the uh, Beyond the Rounder Rim or the B Tour Red Team, and they are the ones they they're the ones who get the the books first. And uh, fortunately, I've got a, a good number of friends who are of the caliber who can say, yeah, we, we love you. But yeah, this is not such great writing or or tell me, you know, I think you're missing the thread or, you know, they're, they're always going to be honest with me. So um, while that uh, that's a good thing, it came out kind of bad when the very first book, Star Chaser, was read and they told me. Hey, this is your best. You've never done anything better. This is your best writing ever. And I'm like, are you kidding me? This is the prelude. Why are you telling me now? Telling me this now? <laughs> I've got so much more writing to do. And you're telling me this is my best. So yeah, thanks. No pressure. But yeah, there they they we started a little chat line. We've had, even had a little bit of a website created to where the other um, players were invited to send in their notes, you know, their memorable moments and things of that nature.
0: Yeah, awesome.
1: Yeah, I've DM'd before,
0: and I've never wanted to turn any of my campaigns <laughs> into stories. <laughs> never? Never. Not a, well. For one thing, I DM'd a lot in Forgotten Realms, so I'm using a lot of copyrighted material, right? You know. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh so, yeah, because like my friends, well, like the our main DM in the group, he was he's a really big Forgotten Realms fan, and yes. I, I think this and this is you know if you're gonna play D and D, the settings really I think that's. Like the best setting they ever put out, so you know it does a lot of the work for you. Right. Forgot. Uh, yeah. Short of like playing modules, so we never actually played modules, so we did always make up our own adventures. We just used the world and adapted our stuff to like the world, and there's always great stuff in there. Oh, but yeah. like the one time I like the like the one time I did my own thing, I was really just stealing a lot of ideas from Stephen Erickson. So I was reading Malazan Book of the Fallen at the time, mm. and so I was just stealing his like cosmology. <laughs> okay so and then one day my friend's like hey you just stole this off from a book i'm like yeah i never said that. i created it and he's like oh i thought you didn't I'm like oh sorry man yeah no i just i was really into this book and he has a lot of great ideas and you know i work full time at the time so like i was like yeah I was just i wanted to just use his like his sort of cosmology and um, the story was mine but i was just cribbing so much stuff
1: from him so that's one of the reasons i've ever bothered to watch uh, it, i
0: get so. you i get you
1: I, I guess um, I suppose that's probably one of the, the best advantages that we had with Thiam since the, the system was already being made up. Um, a lot of the maps were, were things that we made up as well. So uh, everything was, was created on our side through through our system. So, yeah, I think that, that might have been, been a good thing for me, especially as far as copyright infringement.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, you don't want to be like that guy who um – is trying to sue Amazon for claiming that the Rings of Power plagiarized his fan fiction that he published on Amazon. Wow. Like, no. Yeah. yeah like he, the dude that was writing legit fan fiction uh, and published it on Amazon, uh, was selling it. And then he's like, the Rings of Power ripped me off. I mean, they named a character Eleanor. I have a character named Eleanor in my book. Oh, like, okay. And then people are like, but Eleanor is the name of Sam's daughter. <laughs> <laughs> if you've seen the Lord of the Rings, that little blonde girl he picks up at the very end of the movie, that, that's Eleanor. <laughs> and anyway, so Amazon, so he all he did was just bring the attention to the fact he was, you know, selling, you know, fan fiction on Amazon. So they yeeted his publishing account. And I don't, and the loss is going to get tossed out, too. But the dude, the dude's like, I don't know. Like, he was called it original work. But, like, I, I was on, a, I watched a live stream where they pulled up the book and they're like, uh, this is just him writing about, like, Samwise Gamgee fan fiction. Hmm. So you don't want to be you don't want to be that person.
1: No, you don't want to be that guy. <laughs> oh. No.
0: But not um <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh okay, but you know, like I could have adapted if I changed names around of all the gods and stuff, I could have probably adapted that campaign. Because like the story itself was pretty much mine and a lot of the and the world and stuff like that. But then at the same time my players made a lot of dumb ex- dumb decisions and I don't wanna I don't wanna use it in a story. Mm. I love, like, players, but they um, they always made decisions that have baffled me, and I'm always like, what? Oh, okay. Um, yeah, they know what you Yeah, so I go, I don't know, maybe I'm just, I, I would want too much control over the, like, I, the setting maybe in the initial story, but, yeah, I couldn't, I would never use, like, their actual characters or anything. Just because, you know, they, they made decisions that I wouldn't make creatively.
1: Oh, I understood. It's, yeah, well, that's um, one of the 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 first bulletin that went out (laughs) you may remember the character name but you may not recognize what the character does especially if you were in a power gamer mood that particular session so that was was another thing
0: i did play with munchkins and so they were more about like you know just power gaming than really the story anyways exactly exactly like um they were terrible. I mean, they were so bad at paying attention to, like, the story that they let, like, the person they were supposed to rescue die because they went to the wrong city. I told them, like, three times where to go. And then they like, we're going to go here because that's where he's got to be. And I'm like, you sure? Yeah. Are you really, really sure that's where you should be going? Yeah, that's where we're going. I'm like, all right. He's not there. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. And, and since you guys wasted so much time, he's dead now. So that's the campaign. <laughs> I'm like, but I'm like, hey, I told you guys where he was. I don't know why you guys wanted to go to the other city. And they're like, oh, wait, did you? And I'm like, yeah, you, it's not my fault you weren't paying attention. Yeah. I, I warned you. When the DM asked you, like, three times, are you sure you want to do this? That's the DM saying, you're, you're about to do something really dumb. Maybe, you know, take a moment and think about it, you know? Yeah, I think that's universal. Are you sure? Are you sure? Everyone, yeah, well, time out, time out. Let's, let's think this through. Let's think this through. <laughs> you guys, you, there's nothing you're missing? You're really sure this is where he is? Okay. That was my that was my first ever campaign, too. It ended disastrously.
1: Ouch. Yeah. <laughs>
0: but, you know. Uh, and so, like, I don't want to write a book about that where the heroes, like, like got it in their heads that they were in the wrong place, failed to save the day, and just utterly accomplished nothing. I mean. Right. That's, you know, who wants to do that? There was some... Oh, and, like, there was, like, one of my characters decided to go, like, I'm just going to go be evil. And I'm like, really? like oh yeah you 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 weren't supposed to you're like oh like like okay you you want to go like i had one yeah that was another campaign that ended disastrously i was like the will of time was really big will of time they put out a campaign setting book for it using like the d20 system i was like oh cool i'd like to just run a system in it because you know just because i like the world and all that and so um one of my guys found out about dark friends and was like i'm gonna go join the dark friends and then he went about the stupidest way possible and um, the dark friends are very cagey, and you just have some random guy like coming up like I want to join you, and so they poisoned him, and he died. Ouch. Like what are you supposed to do? You don't. These these people are very careful. This is like a death sentence in every place where you are if you're found out to be one of these people, right? <laughs> they're they're cagey. They recruit people slowly. They fill you out. You don't just walk into them and go like I want to join you.
1: Yeah, it doesn't work that way. It does
0: not work that way.
1: Yes. I understand. I understand. <laughs> I think so, one yeah. of the I think one of the one of the saving graces for um the Thaiam system when we first started, uh the first thing we got rid of uh was the players having having their numbers. Um you know, I mean, if you had a certain number of arrows, you know, of course that you had, but as far as uh any of your characters' attributes, you had absolutely no um fixed number to to focus on and it kind of forced you more into engaging into the role play and uh, one of the arguments was um okay you go and you run 50 meters and i time you and then i tie raw meat to your back and uh, i release six doberman pinchers i guarantee you you're going to run faster this time so it was always a an idea where you had a, a, a notion of the neighborhood of what you could and could not do, but you never had the exacts. Um, only the uh, planner recorder had that, and it, it, it made for a an environment to where you're focused more on, well, oh, what is Rutgar's motivation? What, what's he want to do? And you know, you got a lot more character development uh, than you got power gamer development. Uh, you still got it of course don't, don't 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 get me wrong there was always going to be that dedication to be everywhere to do everything and be the best at it by by your players um but the uh, the base for for time was you know let's let's focus on the character and have our fun there
0: no actually when I was uh, in high school I had uh, a friend who had a lot of siblings um, but like the three oldest were we're all boys so him and his two brothers and so they used to play what the, they used to play with like the mind game where they would just do like D D, but they just would like have a dm and you would just have your character and you just sit around and talk and you tell the dm says this is what's happening you tell the DM what you want to do that and the dm kind of determines if that was a good idea or not or if you were successful or not but there's no dice rolling or anything it's all like role-playing and um it was a lot of fun you know just sitting around just Talking about it and like you know describing what your character does and you know and then just seeing how the story goes. It's kind of it's a different way to play. Oh yeah, it was it was something to do in the back of his parents' RV when we were driving places. Oh good yeah, it was a good time, good way to pass the time. Yeah, and his parents had to have an RV because they had that many kids. Wow. <laughs> you would think they were Catholic or Mormon, but they weren't. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I graduated, my, so I was with the oldest, and he was a year older than me. And she had, it like, two kids after I graduated from high school. So, yeah. I think, I think she's topped out at, like, 16 kids. Oh my goodness gracious. Yeah, I told you. Yeah. It's a small army. <laughs> I know. <laughs> good Lord. <laughs> they just took that be fruitful and multiply verse in the Bible very literally. <clears throat> it's like I have my own baseball team and a bullpen. Let's go. <laughs> Yeah, well, if they were all boys, but there was, like... They, were like, they went three boys and then three girls, and then I don't remember after that. That's mm-hmm. when it, they were... Because those were the really young kids and, and the babies and stuff, and I just stopped paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it was... Uh, they're, yeah, it was nuts, hanging out with them. But, you know, had fun. But, uh, anyways, uh you want to let
1: our listeners know where they can connect with you, G?
0: Okay. Like um, on Facebook or social media or whatever.
1: Right, right. I'm, uh, I'm on Facebook. Uh, I'm on Twitter under the um, name uh, under the names of uh, both Critishon, that's critic Ion, and under Thiam Lord, that's the uh, writer um, handle on on Twitter. Awesome. Well, it was really great uh, talking with you. Oh man, it was a lot of fun. Thank you. Uh, I hope you have a great one. You do the same. We'll try over
0: here. All right. Bye. This has been Creatives in Focus. You can follow my books on Amazon under JMD Read, or join my readers group, Fantastic Worlds of the Imagination on Facebook, to keep up with news and releases.